Well, I'm here today at the Active Plus Armed Forces Job Fair, having spoken with Danny Daniel um, a couple of weeks back and highlighting the, um, the work of Active Plus down here in Cornwall. Um, I'm here today to speak to some of the uh, companies who are, who are present, who are looking to recruit veterans, and also to some of the staff from Active Plus and hopefully one or two of the job seekers as well. So first up, I'm talking to Mark Walsh from Active Plus. Mark, good day to you. And you, nice to meet you. Good, and you. So tell us a little bit about your role with Active Plus, first of all. So my role started about three weeks ago. It's the Armed Forces Community Social Prescribing Link Worker. Bit of a mouthful, AFC SPLW. Well, this is exactly why I asked you to say it and not me trying to trip over that one. So Mark, tell us a little bit about the kind of work you're doing with Active Plus at the moment. So the role is a two-year demonstrator, test and learn demonstrator. What we're hoping to achieve really is to um, teach and train the social prescribers already within Cornwall. So currently there's around 70 social prescribers spread out. Every single GP surgery has a social prescriber. Our role really is to try and train them how to recognise, work with and support the armed forces community, not just veterans, but the armed forces community as a whole. Um, we're also looking to make as many veterans GP surgery, uh, sorry, as many surgeries veteran accredited GP surgeries as possible. At the moment, there's only 11 registered, which when you've got Cold Rose, you've got HMS Rally, you've got all, this, all the units more over Plymouth, it's not great, really, considering the veteran community, the armed forces community we've got. Just tell us a little bit, just to clarify, what, what does armed forces accredited mean for a GP surgery? What's, what's the kind of difference? What does that make? So I suppose it means that they get access to different stuff, like they have their own podcast. So the RCGP give the accreditation. So the Royal, Royal College of General Practitioners, what you do is go online, they um, do an online course, they get to learn about the armed forces community. Within that GP surgery, they'll then be an armed forces champion so that what they can do then is that person there has the training. And when you get a veteran come in, if they register as a veteran, which is where we need to be really, is get everyone to register with their GPs if they are a veteran, as a veteran. So that way they get then they get a SNOMED code. So it's a special coding that goes on their file, which means then it, they can get special access. You know, they get referrals into actual armed forces community um, organisations and activities that they wouldn't normally get. Fantastic. So we're here at the show today. It's obviously really noisy in there, which is why we've stepped outside. Um, in terms of the people who are coming to the show today, are you recognising any faces that have been through the kind of Active Plus scheme? Yeah, so on my previous role was the veteran specialist one-to-one -one change coach with Active Plus. So that, my role there was to one-to-one -to -one support with actual veterans on the entirety of Cornwall. I've seen quite a few guys come through here today. A lot of them have gone into work, but a lot of them still need uh, still need the support and are still looking for work. Okay, fantastic. We're going to talk to some of the employers who are here today, and hopefully we're going to get to talk to one or two of those veterans as well. But Mark, listen, thanks for that little bit of insight. Site. Every day's a school day, as they say, and you've taught me something new as well today. No worries. Thank you so I'm much. here with Paul Nichols from MySpace. Paul, uh, you're attending the show today as an employer. Um, what's the main purpose of today? Obviously, maybe not a specific job advertised that you're trying to fill, but what, what do you see a role for MySpace here today? Um, more to try and give um, careers advice for any service leavers looking to get into the industry. Um, yeah, we can provide work experience, which can 
help someone decide if construction is for them or not, but also just to give advice, really, to try to steer them in the right direction. Yeah, and people are looking at the transition maybe you know, 12 months out, even more than that, before they're actually due to leave. So it isn't just about going to these events for a job. It is about informing and getting insights into the sector. So that valuable experience for people who are quite a way out from leaving. Yeah, I've already spoken to one guy who's got six years to go, but he's thinking of um, a practical trade, thinking of bricklaying at the moment. I was able to have a good chat with him and yeah, just give him the heads up that one of the local colleges is running some practical trade um, have-a-go sessions, taster sessions on Saturdays this month and next month. Um, so that may be of interest to him so we can decide which trade you know, way ahead of his time. Perfect. Listen, thanks for your insight. I know you're trying to grab a coffee in between getting on the stall, so hope you have a good uh, rest of the day. Thanks very much. Great, so I'm talking to Serena Ryan from Rick Stein. Uh, welcome, Serena. Hello, thank you. Um, tell us a little bit about why you've decided to come to the uh, job fair today and what is it about veterans and service leavers that, that is kind of interest to the company? So as like a big hospitality business in Cornwall, we're always really interested to hear from different people from different backgrounds with lots of different experience. And that's what we really thought was really interesting about this careers fair is lots of people that are potentially interested in starting out again in hospitality that have lots to bring to the table, lots of different experiences and skills that can be used in hospitality, whether it's from previous chef roles or admin roles, or even if you just fancy a change and want to work with people within the restaurants or housekeeping we feel like we've got lots of opportunity to offer to you so obviously when people say hospitality we're kind of thinking maybe sort of food and drink and that kind of things but there's obviously different roles behind the scenes there as well what are some of the the least obvious kind of roles that might exist within hospitality as well sure so we've got a distribution team that um deliver food and drink to all of our restaurants um so they're busy looking after the warehouse, driving the vans and delivering out to all of our customers. Uh, We've got lots of support teams, so marketing, admin, HR, accounts, reservations, so lots going on behind the scenes. Um, And also we've got a big production facility, so Padstow Kitchen, where we produce lots of our home-cooked foods, so curries and the mushy peas for our fish and chips so we've got lots behind the scenes for people to get involved with as well that's fantastic now listen i've been down to padstow rick stein big business down there and probably the best fish and chips i've ever had (laughs) what's it like working inside the company what's the kind of teamwork and the and the ethos like for for people coming out of the service what would they expect sure so it's a brilliant company i've actually been there for 16 years um so they really really look after their people it's all about teamwork um so you can expect friendly teams to work with um, lots of reward and recognition schemes to say thank you for your hard work and just all around good fun who doesn't like working with food and drink it's great absolutely especially for staff discount eh? 50 percent <laughs> <laughs> thanks serena thanks for your time thank you great so i'm talking to mark crawford from imaris uh, mark welcome Thank you. Uh, tell us a little bit about what Imris does, first of all. So Imris are largely minerals processors. We're extracting Cornwall and Devon uh, minerals from the ground. Um, we then um, refine and produce final products that go into a wide range of what we call applications, so paints, plastics, rubbers, cars, you name it, our minerals will be in it. So you're grabbing the raw material. Um, I know when I looked at your stand, there was pictures of uh, large dumper trucks and all the things that kids play with as a toy but um, in terms of the kind of roles that exist within the company give me an idea of some of the range of things that, that you actually do 
Yeah, so it, it's exactly that. We, we take the stuff out of the ground, so we're looking for operators who are able to, to mine or refine or, or dry the material, working predominantly 12-hour days and night shifts. Uh, we would give full training. We have a, a mobile plant fleet. You saw some of the toys on, on the stand um, of 60-ton dump trucks, which when loaded weigh in excess of 100 tons. So people, if they're interested in, in driving jobs, we've got those as well. But we're also, you know, we've got a, a wide range of, of office-based roles. We have our own IT function. We have our own customer service, logistics, S&T, science and technology, finance, HR, so a wide range of roles. But we're part of a global group. Yeah, so Imris in the UK with the various legal entities, probably 14, 1500 people. But in, in globally, we're up around 17,000 people um, operating in 50 different countries on 250 plus different operational sites. So we've got opportunity for people that come in, want to learn, want to progress uh, and want to, to, to you know, have high levels of drive. To, to push their career with us. So tell us, we're at an Armed Forces careers day to day. What is it about the Armed Forces that, that kind of appeals to the company or why would you want to go fishing in this talent pool? Well, we, we fish in multiple talent pools, but clearly we've got a group of people here that are used to you know, a certain way of life, have a lot of transferable skills into a wide range of roles with us. We're reaching out to, to the actual veterans themselves, but also to family members to say, if you've got a wife, son, daughter who wants to, to join a global company and, and work with us in, in any of the roles I've, I've described, we have plenty of opportunity. Fantastic. Listen, thanks for your time, Mark. Hope the, hope the show's productive for you and uh, hope you get some of those uh, veterans signed up. That's great. Thanks for your time. So we've got a real uh, wide range of uh, exhibitors here today and, and employers. Uh, I'm here with Kylie Williams from the Chaos Group. Um, Kylie, welcome. Hello, thank you. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what Chaos does. I'm, I'm sure it's not all mad people running around going crazy, but uh, tell us what the business well, does. No, no, is that in a nutshell, to be fair. <laughs> um, so well, at Chaos, we have um, lots of things going on. So we have um, a care company, which provides care um, to lots of people all over Cornwall. And um, we have our own hair and beauty salon, which is based in Truro. Um, we have Chaos TV and Chaos Radio. Um, and we also have Chaos Farm, which is based out on the Roseland. Okay, so a big range of kind of things there. So not one particular sector. In terms of kind of armed forces veterans and service leavers, what's the attraction? What do you think would, would appeal to them? Or what do you think is the kind of fit for them with Chaos? Chaos. It's, it's about coming in and seeing all the different opportunities. Unfortunately, before COVID, what we did have was work placement provisions and all of those, um, where people come in, try it out and find out if it's not for them, that's fine. It's just as important finding out what you don't like as it is what you do like. And by coming in and doing the placements, you haven't wasted anyone's time, anyone's money. You've come in um, and just getting some experience. And I think some of the people coming to the show or, or considering their transition may be kind of 12 months out or 18 months out. So yeah. I think what you said there is really valuable in terms of working out what you don't want to do Definitely. as much as what you do want to do yeah. uh, as well. Any uh, any particular areas which you're kind of short of people at the moment or you're, you're struggling to find people? Um, so I work on two employment projects through Chaos, um, Positive People and Who Does Works. And my job within both of those um, projects is to try and inspire people to work in health and social care is a passion of mine I've worked in it since I left uni um, and it's yeah it's a, it's, a ma it's a sector that's really struggling at the moment last time I looked on Indeed which was last week there was 1300 vacancies in Cornwall um, and those are growing wow um, and I know there's lots of sectors that are struggling but obviously my passion is for this one so. <laughs> 
Listen, Kizzy, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I hope it's a productive jobs fair for you. Oh, so far, yes. So I'm here with Emma Jarvis from Outset Cornwall. Uh, Emma, hello. Hello. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do with, uh, with Outset. I'm a senior business advisor for Outset Cornwall. We are funded by Europe on the European Regional Development Fund. Um, we help people who are looking to become self-employed, have an entrepreneurial streak or uh, become a sole trader. And we take them from the concept of their idea all the way through to growing their business through a line of courses, start your business, run your business and grow your business. Fantastic. Now, Emma, you did let on to me. You're a veteran yourself. I am. I'm an ex-Royal Military Police person. Okay. So, um, so tell me, the entrepreneurial streak, did you realise you had that streak when you were in the service or is that something that was kind of uncovered once you'd left? No, I didn't. It was uncovered um, from the services. I went to the Metropolitan Police, met a Cornishman, came down to Cornwall to run a B&B and that's when I discovered my entrepreneurial streak. Now, I've heard it said actually that the entrepreneurial skills and traits are evident within service people. They maybe just don't quite realise it. But what is it you think that in terms of veterans or service leavers thinking about setting up their own business or, or you know, going self-employed, what is it you think that maybe the shift in their mindset or their, their skills needs to be? What do you think are the biggest things that maybe they're lacking at the point of leaving? I think it's a latent um, talent that they have, so it needs to be brought to the forefront. And it's not until you actually experience that setting up your own business or thinking about doing your own thing that it starts coming to the forefront. And I think self-confidence has a lot to do with it as well. Uh, and they're obviously within the team that you've got and the people that work within the business, they're all entrepreneurs themselves they've all kind of been in the business world i'm not necessarily entrepreneurs but they have um, either set up and run a business for somebody else or are running a business for somebody else we have a guy who's run um, banks throughout the southwest um, who's very good at what he does here with within outset um, so but on the whole the majority of us um, have set up and run our own businesses um, and have that entrepreneurial streak so we pull from that in our experiences which the the clients love to hear hear the anecdotes now of course having that lived experience almost like a group of mentors to be able to kind of support you um from what you were telling me earlier on the whole program is actually funded it's fully funded as i say it's our last stream of european funding we are funded by the european regional development fund um hopefully we're going to have that levelled up by the government, as was promised when the whole Brexit situation was going on. So hopefully we will be able to be back here again. Um, we're only here for um, a short period of time. We're here for about three, three and a half years. Um, so yes, this is outset four. This is our fourth phase. So we are very good at what we do, um, as we have done it before in the past. And we're now, on, as I say, on level four, on our fourth stage and hope to come out with a, an outset five in the future. So one final thing, as someone who's leaving the service, thinking about kind of, I've got an idea, what would you kind of say to them? Come and speak to us. You know, we are here to cultivate your idea with you, explore um, how we can get it off the ground. And yeah, we love to see people fly with their business. Fantastic. Emma, thanks for your time. Thank you. Great. So very pleased to be able to say hello to Tim Cox. Hi. Uh, Tim is the founder of Active Plus, so pretty much the brainchild and, uh, of, of the, um, the fair today, right from the beginning. Tim, you must kind of look at this with uh, a bit of satisfaction in terms of all the hard work and all the ideas at the beginning. The team you've got now and pulling this together is uh, this fair today. 
it's a fantastic result, which is something I never dreamed of 10 years ago when it was started. In those days, it was about the veterans sharing their skills, knowledge and experiences to help other people. And I never really saw them as such a big resource that that can help any organisation. It's fantastic for Active Plus. But those skills, knowledge and experiences that the government have paid millions of pounds to train these up, what a waste if they don't go back into jobs and help other organisations. Well, that's a fantastic viewpoint on it. As you said, you know, millions of pounds worth of investment into the people uh, and now they're giving back and helping others. In terms of the, the fair today in particular, the, the companies that you've managed to attract and or they've got the team have managed to attract to kind of be here, do you, what is it about the armed forces and the veterans that you think that, they're, that appeals to them as businesses? Um, obviously, you can look at the um, the major ones, which is the fact that they can work in, you know, for me, it's people that can work in a team, that people that are flexible, that um, have resilience already. So we, we're all met with um, problems in life and issues, but someone that can get failed maybe and then go back and, and, and carry on and don't let it get them down. Um, you've got the popular ones with the reliability, their honesty. Um, but what I like about it it is the fact that they join the, the services sometimes to serve, to help others. Yeah. And I think that should be embraced that wherever they are, they're there to help other people. And that's a great addition to any employer. Yeah, absolutely. And we always kind of say, look, changing the narrative a little bit around employing veterans, it's not, it's not out of pity. It's because they're good for business. Ab- absolutely. Um, and like I said before, their knowledge and experiences um, and even the way they can communicate that that doesn't come sort of naturally with everybody Uh, and i think the big issue they have in employment is they assume everybody else is at the same level as them and i think sometimes they then struggle that people aren't there on time that people don't work you know as as committed as they are Uh, and for them it's not just a job absolutely well tim listen thanks for your time uh you know from from my point of view and seeing the fair today you know hats off to you from your original idea from where it's got to some fantastic work going on here down at uh, active plus and long may it continue thanks don nice to meet you